1. Beecham Castle, Cornwall, England, April 1275. You must wed me, you must! Philippa looked at Ivo de Vesey's intense young face, with its errant reddish whiskers that would never form the neat forked moustache she hoped for. No, Ivo, she said again, her palms pressed against his chest. You are here for Bernice, not for me. Please, I don't want you for a husband. Go now before someone comes upon us. There's someone else. You love another. Nay, I do not. There is no other for me right now. But it cannot be you. Ivo, please believe me. Philippa really did expect him to leave. She had told him the truth. She didn't love him and didn't wish to marry him. Instead of leaving her chamber, instead of releasing her, he simply stood there staring at her, his arms loose now around her back. Please leave my chamber, Ivo, she said again. You shouldn't have come. I shouldn't have let you in. But Ivo de Vesey wasn't about to leave. You will wed with me, he said, and attacked. Philippa thought, even as he lifted her off her feet and tossed her onto her back on her narrow bed, that a man bent on winning a lady was not best served using rape as an argument. She jerked her face back as he wetly kissed her cheek, her jaw, her nose. Please, this is absurd. Stop now. But Ivo de Vesey, newly knighted, newly pronounced a man by his stringent sire, saw his goal and dismissed the obstacles to his goal as more pleasurable than risky. Philippa would want him soon, he told himself, when he pressed himself hard against her. Very soon now she would be begging him to take her. He finally found her mouth open because she was primed to yell at him and thrust his tongue inside. It was like putting flame to dry sticks. He was breathing heavily, wanting her desperately, pinning her now struggling body under his full weight. He got his hand under her long woolen gown, shoved aside her thin linen shift, and the feel of her smooth flesh relieved him of his few remaining wits. Philippa twisted her head until his tongue was out of her mouth, not a pleasant experience, and one she didn't care to repeat. She wasn't worried until Ivo managed to slither his hand over her knee. His fingers on her bare thigh turned him into a heaving, gasping creature whose body had become rigid and heavy on top of her. Stop it, Ivo! She wriggled beneath him, realized quickly that this would gain her naught, indeed would gain her even more of a ravening idiot, and held perfectly still. Listen to me, Ivo de Bessie, she said in his ear. Get off me this minute, or I will see to the destruction of your precious manhood. I mean it, Ivo. You will be a eunuch, and I will tell my father, and he will tell yours why it happened. You cannot ravish a lady, you fool. Besides, I have as much strength as you, and— Ivo groaned in his dazed ardor. He unwisely thrust his tongue into her mouth again. Philippa bit him hard. He yelled and raised his head to stare down at the girl he wanted so desperately. She didn't yet look as if she wanted him, as if she was ready to beg him, but it didn't matter. He decided he would try a bit of reason, even as he thrust his member against her in a parody of the sex act. No, Philippa, don't try to hurt me. Listen, it's you I want, not Bernice. It is you, and only you, who will bear my sons, and I will take you now so that you will want to be my wife. I, it will happen. Don't move, sweeting. His eyes were glazed anew, but Philippa tried again, speaking slowly, very distinctly. I won't marry you, Ivo. I don't want you. Listen to me, you must stop this, you— He moaned and jerked his belly repeatedly against hers. They were of a height— 
and every male part of him fitted against her perfectly, at least in his mind. Philippa decided it was time to do something. She was loath to harm him. He was, after all, Bernice's suitor and perhaps future husband. Her sister wouldn't want him to be a eunuch. But he was in her chamber, pinning her to her narrow bed, breathing into her face and planning to force her. When his fingers eased higher on her thigh, she yelled into his ear and he winced, his eyes nearly crossing, and moaned again, whether from passion or from the pain of her shrill cry, Philippa didn't know. Stop it, she yelled once again and pounded his back with her fists. Ivo touched her female flesh, warm and incredibly soft, and thought that finally she wanted him, would soon be begging him. Her legs were so long, he'd begun to wonder if he would ever reach his goal. Ah, but he'd arrived, finally. He pressed his fingers inward and nearly spilled his seed at the excitement of touching her. He was panting now beyond himself.